so I uh, would go to my classes during the day and I'd coach a few days a week in the afternoons and then in the evenings I would deliver pizzas. I know what it feels like to cross the finish line and say, you know, we finished that race, but we could have done better. This is the Rower's Choice Podcast. This is Alex Del Sordo at another Rower's Choice Podcast. And this is, this might be my most favorite podcast interview because um, this individual, Coach Madison, uh, was a listener. And I didn't even think people were listening to this podcast. Uh, she reached out to us with some questions about coaching for the future. And um, we were able to connect her with Mike Wallen, uh, the head coach of Chicago Rowing Foundation, who is, uh, is the person that we go to for any kind of direction uh, for young coaches. She's a young coach. She's in Florida. She's at a, at a private school in Tampa. And you're with me today. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am really excited. Again, I, was, I could not believe somebody was actually listening to the podcast and, and, and had, had the gumption, gumption to reach out and say, hey, I have some questions. Uh, so let's, let's start. Let's tell the audience, uh, Coach Madison, uh, give me your background of rowing. Where did you start and how are we here today? Yeah, so I started rowing here in Florida uh, when I was in 10th grade. I um, had never done a sport before, but I wanted to, so rowing seemed like now was it. Now, did you jump into rowing or were you a coxswain? I jumped into rowing. Okay. Yeah, so I rowed for a little tiny team, Calusa Coast, in Cape Coral. And then um, my senior year of high school, my spring season, I ended up uh, carpooling an hour to practice every day to transfer over to Sarasota Scholars. And how, did you, how well did you do? How well did you do there? Um, well, my senior year in the fall, um, we meddled a lot. <laughs> um, I remember my, our first race of the fall, I got a medal in the single, the girls four, and the girls quad all Whoa. the same day. You're, you're of an age that we are trying to do a lot of support with those coaches, people that are pretty much new to the sport and not really understanding where they are and where they want to be. So you, you rode in Florida. Where did you go to college? So I went to Indiana University, um, family from there, and IU's got a really great rowing team, really strong. Yeah. They don't have a club. Uh, they don't have a men's team. It's just the D1 women's program. The boathouse is gorgeous. They pretty much have the lake to themselves. What kind of uh, boats do they row out there? Empockers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, constantly empockers, and they're like trying to phase out their Hudsons. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So then, so, how many how many years did you row there? So I was a coxswain um, my freshman year, and I was miserable in my freshman year. Not necessarily coxing. Um, I really missed being on the water hmm. and rowing. I called my mom at the end of the, well, the middle of the spring and I'm like, all right, mom, I think I'm gonna drop out of college. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and she was like, well, don't drop out. Um, look at other options. <laughs> and my parents had moved up to Indianapolis. So um, I knew that I wanted to row over the okay. summer. Yeah. So, I tried to get in contact with Indianapolis Rowing Center. Uh, and this is 2017, 2016? This was the summer of 2017. Okay. Yeah. All right. And um, I couldn't get a hold of anybody. 
but I wanted to row. So I just started showing up at the boathouse. Wow. And um, I was like, yeah, one way or another, I'm getting on the water. (laughs) So I was just like this random person that kept showing up like, oh, do you need help with this boat? Here, let me help you. And so I like started helping them work on boats. And then um, I said, hey, I can help you coach the juniors over the summer. Wow. And so I took their novices and then I asked if I could borrow a boat, and so then I was like, "Sweet, I'm on the water again." <laughs> and uh, this is quite a story. You yeah. just show up and you just say, "How can I help?" Yeah. And they just said, "Well, we can't get rid of you." Yeah, that's pretty much. So I guess we're stuck with you. Yep. <laughs> that's pretty wild. Yeah. Now and I got paid at the end, so that was. Good. And you got paid. <laughs> yeah. I don't know um. <laughs> anybody that has ever been able to pull that off to yeah. just show up. Now, um, you did tell me before we we, we started this interview that. You saved up enough money to buy your own boat. Yeah. So Tell me that story because I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty great. Yeah. So I decided that I wanted to not be a coxswain and row, and I was well, like, you had okay. some you had some victories, right? And your junior yeah. and senior years. So yeah, and I really loved rowing, just being on the water and like improving every day. Like I and would love that. Yeah, it's great. And in Florida, you do that year-round because you don't have to be on the earth. Sure. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> so it's great. <laughs> and um, so I knew that I wanted to coach, and I knew that I wanted to be on the water. And there was a little tiny club, Riddle Point Rowing, that just had masters. Mm-hmm. And they had uh, two quads, two doubles, and two Moss singles. Wow, okay. And so I was like, all right, this Moss is going to do for now, but I, <laughs> I want something different. Yep. <laughs> and... So I uh, would go to my classes during the day and I'd coach a few days a week in the afternoons. And then in the evenings, I would deliver pizzas, which is great money on a college campus. Uh, it's wonderful money. <laughs> and, so, all right. So you basically had three full-time jobs at the age of 20 yeah. to just buy your own boat. Yeah. I'm really good at taking naps. I can fall asleep really quickly. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So what kind of boat did you buy? What was your, I yeah. mean, you're working hard here. So what, yeah. what did you, what did you walk home with? What was your, your a boat? A Swift. I got the um, Elite Carbon model. Yeah. Um, Bow-mounted rigger, right? Bow-mounted rigger and my shoe size, which is great. Wow. (laughs) And yeah, it's on my own. Now, where is Um, this boat today? Where is it sitting? Today, it's in the Julian B. Lane Riverfront Park. It's beautiful. Yep. I drove it down here from Indiana. Holy cow. My bike on the back and my little (laughs) Kia Soul. It's great. (laughs) You, uh, (laughs) you're, you're industrious and (laughs) you work hard. I love that. So, okay. So you, you delivered pizzas. Who Mm -hmm. was... Who are you delivering pizzas for? For um, Papa John's. <laughs> Papa John's. Yep. And then and you made I, enough money to buy a single. I did. I made enough money to buy a single. And then I was like, okay, coaching masters is cool, but I want to work with youth. So I just started contacting kids in the area. And I was like, come out. I'm going to teach you how to row. Wow. <laughs> and so I started a junior program. And I <laughs> took some to the, uh, to the Midwest regionals. There. How did you do? Um, it, she finished. It, it was great. She was in a single, <laughs> and she was a senior. It was her senior year, and actually, uh, she was so proud of herself that um, after she graduated from high school, um, her family was able to buy a used single. Wow! And she still rose. Holy and, cow! Yeah, and I've I gotta, competed I, with her. Who are you? Who? Yes. Yeah. This, this story keeps getting better. I yeah. I think what. 
there, there's a there's a theme here, and it's it's persistence, right? Yeah. And you just don't give up. You want something, yeah. you go get it. You graduated from Indiana. No, mm-hmm. is it Indiana or Indiana University? Indiana University. Graduated. Go okay, go Hoosiers. So you graduate, and then you come down mm-hmm. to the west coast of Florida, uh, at, in Tampa, mm-hmm. right? So how many? How long have you been graduated? Like how long ago was it? I graduated in December. Oh, it's just, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm just a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah. And you found a job coaching a private school here in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And was that hard to get? Uh, or did you just show up and say, hey, you no. got to pay me now? <laughs> yeah, no, when I was in my final semester, uh, I was on row 2K every day. <laughs> <laughs> of course you were. Yeah, of course I was. Um, it's a beautiful sight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so, yeah, just sitting in class, not paying attention, you know, looking through the job ads. Yeah. And uh, I knew that I wanted to come down to Florida because I love the rowing community down here. I love the master's community as well. Yeah. Um, there's just so many resources. I'm starting to fall in love with this area. Yeah. I admit I know. it's really beautiful down here. You get here. used to rowing here and you're like, I don't know if I can go back yeah. to erging for four months at a time. I think, I think this race course here in Sarasota is the mecca of racing. And I think mm-hmm. that the boathouse in Tampa, that new one, Oof. is state of the art. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous and we've got like uh five youth teams in there right now and two adult teams so so this is your first three months coaching a program yeah (laughs) (laughs) so what's your position at this school are you an assistant coach are you yeah so i'm an assistant and what um and 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 what's the training season like for for the for for you guys i mean are you do you row year-round do you sit on the ergs because in florida i i really don't know how you train i i would imagine you just row every day yeah we pretty much row every day um so the novices so i'm the novice coach okay and i love working with novices not a lot of coaches say that oh you know that's it that right there is the problem (laughs) yeah because in florida i see a lot you get a lot of young coaches and they always stick the young coaches with the novices. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you're not prepared to take on the varsity. But those varsity coaches are shooting themselves in the foot because <laughs> they're giving these young coaches the novices and they don't teach them how to row well. And then the varsity mm. coaches next yeah. year are having to deal with the varsity that they taught last year and now they have to reteach the novices. Okay, so if you don't have, in my experience, if you have a very poor, unexcitable coach at the freshman level, the novice level, you're not allowing the athletes to love the sport of rowing. Mm. They have to love the sport in order to carry through for the next couple of years. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you don't love it, you're not going to come back next year. And if you love it and you have an ounce of energy in you, you're going to want to win. You're going to want to get better. So I appreciate your your, your outlook on there. Is that just something that you just kind of figured on your own or have you been taught that and mentored that? Well, I will say I've had uh, a few different coaches and I know what it feels like to cross the finish line and say, you know, we finished that race, but we could have done better. Mm. And I wish that we had been more invested in, or I wish that, you know, our training plan was more focused or a lot of different things that a coach does have a say in. Sure. And then I've also crossed the finish line and thought, you know what? I didn't come in first place, I didn't even medal, but I know that I did everything that I could possibly do to be where I'm at right now. And I know that my coaches supported me and gave me every resource and every opportunity. Man, I just got chilled, I love that. I mean, yeah. and, and you know what, you bringing that up, I think any listener 
will immediately remember a race that they can think of that had happened on both ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. There is a race that I will never forget in my mind that I can point out specifically. I gave it my all, my coach, everyone was involved, and we had, we had given it the best possible chance that we could have, and we lost, so we just weren't fast enough. But I have hundreds of races where I can think that was just terrible. That yeah. was terrible. Nobody was excited. Nobody was involved in, in the right way. It's, and it, you know what? It does start at the, at the coach's level, especially where we're seeing right now. This is, a, this is effectively a novice level race, right? There are yeah, so many athletes here at the, at, under the age of 16. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of coaches like you in our sport. I want to know, what do you want to do with your career? Where do you want to take this? What, where do you see yourself in, say, 10 or 20 or 15, 15 20 years from now? 15, 20, thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where do you see yourself? I mean, you know, when you're, yeah. when you're in your 30s and 40s, and where, where do you see yourself? Yeah, I want to be the head coach of a program. And it's not necessarily that I want to have that power, but I, over the rowers, I want to have the power over the coaching staff to say, no, we can be better. Mm. And no, this is not acceptable. And no, we're going to fight all these battles. I like um, that. So, yeah, so I want to be a head coach somewhere. Um, Does the collegiate or, or high school level matter to you? Oh, yeah, I want to be high school. High school. <laughs> yeah, I want to be the head coach. I want to be coaching the novices at the high school level. And I want to have the say over the training plan. I want to have a say over what's happening with the equipment, what the um, culture is on the team. Oh, it's so important. Oh, so, so <laughs> important, so important. Um, yeah, I've seen teams that were amazing and just absolutely fall apart and sure. have half their seniors quit because of toxic toxicity. That's, you know, it, it's all about culture. I, I um, have to, okay, so I had an interview with someone um, a while ago. This is Dan Angler <laughs> at BCC. And, I, you know, he, when, I, when I brought up that I had thought that the collegiate level was the, the pinnacle, he got yeah. mad at me. Now, I I've known that. listening to that, and I was I, like, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 listen, I'm saying, Dan, I'm saying sorry again, man, because the, listening to you, you're right. High school rowing is not what it was 20 or 30 years ago. High school rowing, in most cases, could beat collegiate athletes in rowing. But it also breeds success for the future of, of individuals outside of rowing. So I really appreciate you saying that you want to be at this level. What don't you like about the collegiate level? I think it's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really ugly. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also something about Florida as uh -huh. well. Um, Florida rowers were on the water year round. So you can finesse it. Yeah. And you can throw so much beauty into it and you can mm. have the little guys win so there's the know? beauty of rowing but what what makes col college rowing ugly like what um, about it specifically if so at a college team let's say you've got four girls that are absolutely spectacular and you want to put them in the four and they're your top four girls you can't put them in the four you have to put them in the eight mm. because your first eight has to be your fastest boat you mm. know and i don't i don't like that okay um i want to provide every kid with the opportunity for success 
Okay. So I'm not going to focus and say, I want to have the top eight in the nation. Because you can have the top eight in the nation, but that doesn't mean that those kids are going to be proud of themselves at the end of the season. <laughs> so I, I, that's what I want to focus on. I want to create a love for the sport. How did you find your passion for the sport? Where did it come from? I'm little. And <laughs> You're little? I'm little. And uh, when I was in high school, being part of that really small club yeah. um, and seeing all that we could do. You know, I remember my very first race in the single and I was terrified. My coach telling me, you know, this is the first time I've really seen you so proud of yourself mm. for a race. You know, and I'm, you were hooked. Uh, yeah. I know what that feeling is, and I want to see other kids have that. How would you describe the best rowing culture? If you could be the head coach of a team right now, what would it look like? Well, <clears throat> there would be a lot of encouragement, and uh, there wouldn't be a lot of focus on um, on winning in, in reality. Mm. I think that you have to fake it till you make it. You have to act like a winner before you can be a winner. Mm. Um, the teams, they don't just decide one day to be winners. That, that takes a lot of time and development, especially sure. for a, a successful team, not just one successful boat. You know, I can send a double to nationals, but that doesn't mean that my team is successful. That's a very good point. Um, so well, that a lot of coaches lose that. They don't understand that. They, they, I use this phrase pot hunt, but they, a lot of coaches in our sport tend to focus, and I think this even goes at the collegiate level and what you're talking about, ugliness, right? Mm -hmm. It's that they focus on winning one race and one race yeah. only. They don't focus on winning in life. And I know that's very, yes. sounds very strange, but I mean, my, my best coaches looking back now, having this conversation with you, were the, were the men and women that cared more about my personal success in life than the race that we were entering that weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I that's the culture agree. that you want to create, right? Yeah. And inside that culture, there's a lot of encouragement, but there's also um, really safe competitiveness against each other and never underestimating athletes. Youth athletes are spectacular. They yeah. can do amazing things, but they're not, never going to be able to do it if you don't believe that they can. Mm. So the moment that you give them the responsibility, you have to raise the bar for them to reach it. They're, they're, they're always going to meet your expectations. You know, um, kids want to be challenged. You want to be a head coach. Do you know the path that you need to take to get there? I have no idea. I don't know <laughs> what I don't know. So I'm really, uh, I, I'm, I'm very eager. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. Yeah. <laughs> my personality, I uh, want to be there now. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and I get frustrated when I'm like, why am I not there yet? Um, but I don't know how to get there. So... Yeah. I'm, uh, I think I have found my match. I think I have found someone who loves <laughs> rowing and obsessed with it as much as, as me. And that is very, very rare. Uh, I have not met anyone like that. You said something that's really interesting. You said that you don't know what you don't know. So how would you, how do you think you go about finding those answers or finding those questions? Well, you know, I think, um, it kind of goes back to what I had said earlier about how young coaches get put into the novice coaching 
because, oh, they're just young coaches and they mm-hmm. don't know any better. Yeah. And then it also relates to what I said about um, raising the bar and mm. expectations. Yeah. And you're never going to get somewhere unless somebody believes that you can. Um, so and maybe it's also my personality and my eagerness, but I feel most discouraged when I am underestimated in coaching. Do you think that has something to do uh, the fact that you're a woman or do you think that's just because of your age? Ooh, yeah, I think it's a combination of both and I'm also very small. Yeah, so and you have three you have three things against you in a very male dominated sport. Yeah. Woman, young, small. Yep, I look just like the novice coaches who have just come out of high school and they just need a part-time job while they're going to their classes and mm. they're not looking for a coaching career. So I think that when people think of high school coaching career, they think of uh, big men with beards for some reason. <laughs> That's what you think of. That's you know, walking a million percent right. With the right. polo shirts <laughs> yes. and the khaki shorts. That and oh man, carrying the tool bag. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I've got the khaki shorts and I've got tool bag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got the beard. <laughs> I don't have the beard. Wow. But, now, do you, so are you, okay, I, you know, it's funny, I actually, I'm thinking here, and I wish I had answers for you, but I don't, I'm, I'm stuck here wishing that I could just tell you the exact path to go down, yeah. but I don't, I don't know that answer, and that's what we're doing with all these interviews, we're going around, we're asking coaches, we're asking U.S. Rowing, I'm interviewing them in two weeks, Ooh, I'm excited for that. Uh, it's going to be a great one, and I, I think you listened to Alex James of NK, mm-hmm. um, we are actively seeking a way to build a path for young coaches. Um, I don't want to be just specific for, for women. I think I had a conversation with someone uh, even just today who's in their 20s, and I say, you need to get the heck out of Florida. You need to go find a better job for, for coaching for himself because he wants to get out of, of this state and do something. He has a goal of collegiate rowing. Oh, you know, yeah. he, doesn't, he, hasn't seen, he doesn't see it the way you see it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess what I'm hoping for in the next couple of weeks, next couple of months is to give you that path. I would say um, the best advice I could give you is ask, keep asking questions for all the coaches you possibly could. Uh, don't be afraid if they just dismiss you or look down on you. I get looked down on all the time. I get dismissed all the time because we're trying to do something that is rare in this sport, uh, change. You're trying to, we're trying to make changes. But I got to tell you, this has been an amazing interview. And I know that people, I think they're really going to enjoy hearing this because I think they can relate to you. I think there's a lot that they can relate to. I didn't want them to know, because you said this to me earlier. You you have a part-time job outside of coaching. And I just... (laughs) Please tell, because I love how just you just grind it out. So tell them, where, what do you do outside of coaching? Well, let me preface by saying that I didn't want to get a job that required too much effort. Yeah, because, because you want to be a crew coach. Yeah, because I put all my effort into rowing, and I lose sleep doing that. So I'm not <laughs> going to lose sleep over something else that I don't really care about. So... Um, and I'm very extroverted. I like to meet people. So my part-time job is at Bush Gardens. I love <laughs> and it. I, uh, 
yeah, on the Jungle River ride. So what do you do at Busch Gardens? Like, what's the task on the Jungle River ride? What do you, what do, you do? I buckle them in. You're good. Have a safe ride. Woo. That's awesome. <laughs> wow, so, I love it. You are, you are working part-time Busch Gardens. Yeah. You're working full-time as a crew coach, and you're just trying to make a living doing it. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> wow. Uh, coach Madison, thank you so much for this time. This has been absolutely wonderful, and I can promise you that over the next couple of weeks and months, we will be actively finding ways to give you direction and open you up to our network to help you with your future. So thanks for joining. Thank you. This is the Rower's Choice Podcast. Rower's Choice is made up of finish line shell repair, Resolute Racing Shells, and Sykes USA.